Can you feel it? A great wave of change is upon us, bringing with it an epic sense of adventure. Adventure. Epic sense of adventure. I love that. Epic sense of adventure. Adventure, transition, shift, I mean, change. Here's the thing. When we use all those words, we've used them so many times. That like, we have. Literally, what does it mean at this point? This feels different. And it feels exciting. And it feels like something. I And I don't know. <laughs> I do know. It's always a handshake. It's always how far you've come to meet whatever energy is showing up. And so I know that in the past, mm, I don't know, six months, seven months, even eight months, I've done a lot of growing. And because of that growing, when this energy started to come in, I was excited for it. I was like, let's go. Like, I felt like I could keep up finally. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rolled by the wave. Sure. Sure. I totally get that. I feel like, I don't know that it's necessarily been as smooth for me. I tend to get things, I feel like I'm um, sitting in the dinghy and <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's nice and calm and I can just enjoy and kind mm -hmm. of, you know, take a look out. And other times I feel like I'm getting kind of rolled by the wave that's coming in. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily related to something that's, you know, bad or negative. Sometimes it's just a lot. Sometimes it's just overwhelming. And yeah. sometimes you just don't know how to exactly deal with that wave that's coming in. But right now is kind of a mixed bag for me. Sure. But I can understand. I, I'm still sitting in that space with an understanding of the energy on a whole, which is it is it is a transition. It is a space of letting go and letting be and opening up to what is new and what is in front of me, what is presenting itself. Um, and it seems like it's always in a way that I hadn't done before. Even if I said this a month ago, right now is different. Because I'm showing up differently than I did a month ago. Right. I'm showing up differently than I did six months ago or a year right. ago or five years yeah. ago. But I'm aware of that now. And I think that makes a huge difference. And it allows for things like the adventure. It allows for adventure to come through. It allows me to see it in a way that I can perceive it as adventure instead of panic, panic, panic anxiety 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 so i appreciate that in the energy that we're in right now and that's the key is that it's not that it's not that the energy is coming through in a way that allows us to perceive it like that it's that we've done so much work on uh you know all the clichés the releasing the allowing all of that crap we've done so much of that through whatever experiences we've been living in the past 6 months to a year that we're finally in a place where we can accept that as sure. a new way of viewing it. And I mean, it all comes down to perception. Everything comes down to perception. There's nothing else. There is only perception. Whatever energies are coming through, they're neither good nor bad. Whatever is happening to, happening to you, it's neither good nor bad. It doesn't become good or bad until you judge it. And True. so I've just been focused on really trying to 
release my tenter hooks on control and allowing whatever is going to happen to happen, believing and honestly believing that whatever is happening is in my best interest. I'm just, I'm working on right now as we speak, it'll be out by the time this episode drops. I'm working on an oracle reading right now. Um, I do one every Sunday. It's up on our Instagram, on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Um, And this one, I was just writing the other night how the key to navigating everything is believing that whatever you can't see, the unseen, the unknown, the shit that scared us for all these years, that is all happening in your favor on the other side. Like everything, your guides are just friggin' lifetime social secretaries organizing all of the logistics of your life. And if you can come to that conclusion in a place that really resonates with you, if you can think of your guides as your lifetime social secretaries that are just there to plan everything so your appointments can all be met, your obligations can all be met, they're doing everything for you on the other side, all you have to do is shake hands with whatever shows up. Even if it's something that makes you nervous, makes you leery, makes you weary, exhausts you, comes with a sense of overwhelm, I think the first step to calming that overwhelm is by accepting that, okay, if this is showing up for me, it's going to take me somewhere good because I didn't come down here to suffer. Fuck you. No, I'm not. No, I'm not suffering. Done. <laughs> I've just, that's one of the decisions I've made in the last six months is I'm, I'm done with the idea that there's a possibility that I'm here to suffer because somewhere in me, there are pieces of me that hold that belief that the only reason things wouldn't work out in my favor is if I chose a lifetime in which I was meant to suffer. And guess what? I know I didn't. How do I know I didn't? Because everything has always worked out. Does that mean I've never lost anything or I've never felt sad or I've never been through grief? No, of course not. But all of my worst fears have come and gone and I'm still here. To me, that says I'm not done, number one. We all think Mm -hmm. that. If I'm still here, I'm not done. Number two, I'm missing something. If I'm having the same experience over and over again, it's because I have yet to tweak my perception to see something new. Sure. There's always something new out there, always. And I've always been afraid of that something new, curious about it, but not enough to actually step through that threshold boldly and bravely and feeling empowered. And I've done a lot of work to become empowered and to really recognize what that means for me. But Mm -hmm. I've never, it, it hasn't been until now that I've actually agreed to be like, what up, bitches? I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm stepping through the door. Who Who's here to meet me? What What's going to happen next? And ever since I started showing up that way to my life, nothing. I would love to say that everything's transformed physically in my physical reality. That's not exactly true, but it also doesn't matter because I've transformed so drastically inside that I can't even find the life I used to be afraid of. And when I was afraid of that life, I was at, that was when I was actually living that life. Does that make sense? Sure. Cool. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So it's, you know, and 
if we're talking about energy, the energy that we're in right now is is backed up by, you know, other the other things, the other sources that we often look to to figure out what's going on in the world right now. Um, what do you mean? As far as like in spiritual corners, if we look to astrology right now, we're about ready to hit the Sirius gateway, which is in alignment with the central sun. And so then you get that sun manifestation energy. Um, you know, just those little things that I kind of, I always look towards whenever I feel something is like bubbling up, I kind of look around and go, is there something going on that I should be paying attention to that, that needs to get my attention? It's like, yeah, that thing that comes up annually where everything is kind of in your face and you feel everything a little bit deeper and that's happening right now. So, okay. So the things that, that it helps to make the things that usually don't make sense, make sense in some weird way. At least for me, it does. Well, I get what you're saying and, and I agree with it for the most part. There's just a tiny tweet when it goes from your mouth to my ears that my brain makes. And I think it's kind of an important tweet because what I hear you saying is that the way it's coming to me is that um, you start looking for things in your environment that can explain what you're feeling uh, or why you may be feeling it the way you're feeling it, which I agree with. However, for me, it's more along the lines now of, I instantly, when I start experiencing something, I instantly start looking for those synchronicities in my environment that validate what I'm feeling. The difference being one is a way of looking at it where it's the reason for what I'm experiencing and the other is looking at it as, oh, the environment is telling me, yeah, you're not just experiencing this. It's reflecting and manifesting physically in your environment. Do you see what I'm saying? One comes from me my point of view comes from me as opposed to I'm looking for um, I'm looking for explanations in my physical reality to tell me why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. My physical reality does not define my experiences anymore. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think that I meant it that way. I, I meant did. it in a yeah. You probably did, but the way you were saying it, my brain took it as the external environment is reflecting causally. Is that a word? Causation. It's a, it's a causal effect. Sure. It, yeah, and and it's <clears throat> and to me, it's if I'm seeing it, I believe that my physical environment is the past. Sure. So if I'm seeing it in my physical environment, then what I am seeing is what I've already manifested. And it just comes back to me as validation that I am manifesting what I think I'm manifesting. The difference being that if I think, if I'm manifesting something and it's coming back to me in my environment, then that's a reminder to me that I am creating it. That, because, how do I explain this? So I've always had an issue with understanding how manifesting things in the physical environment works. And I think that mm -hmm. this switch up in my thinking, in my perception, is what helped me to understand it. Because the way I took it was, if I'm experiencing my environment, then I respond to my environment. 
But now how I see it is if I'm witnessing things in my environment, they're echoes of what I've already created and put into my environment. So everything then just becomes a feedback loop and has no power whatsoever over my future. My future is still well within me. It's still manifesting from my own energy. And the environment is just saying, go this way, go that way. More of this, less of this. It's asking me questions and it's also echoing the patterns I'm already repeating for myself that I want to um, manifest, that I want to enforce in my environment. And I think that the only reason I'm saying that is not to argue with you because I agree with you. The reason I'm saying it is because I don't think a lot of people out there are really embracing that idea. I think they're still very much feeling a victim of their environment. And I'd just like to plant the seed in their mind that what if not, what if you are literally putting everything into your environment and your environment is collating it and sending it back to you like this, like a report? <laughs> like, here's what you said at the last meeting, here are the minutes. And your environment is reading off the minutes and you're like, no, 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 you got that wrong. I don't, that's not what I want to put out there. I want to do this and this and this. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. Are you sure? I, I don't, sure? yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you said it. I don't, I don't have anything extra to add with that. Okay. Um, I think for me, I just, I actually enjoy seeing those alignments. Oh, absolutely. I, I do like to kind of go, um, yeah, where else is this showing up? How else is this showing up? Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to see it. I do want that validation. So sure. Um, maybe it didn't come across that way in the way I said it. No, but, it did. It but did, that it is, did. but that is I what just, I'm looking for. I just wondered if people were going to translate it the way you meant it, or if they were going to, I wanted to stop people from their usual patterns of thought. And sure. the most prevalent pattern of thought is that my environment rules me. I don't rule my environment. Sure. And so the way you said it, I saw an opportunity there for people to take that into, oh, so I'm supposed to look at astrology to help guide me, as opposed to astrology is going to tell you where you're at as an echo of where you're already going. I don't think I'm right. really, I don't think I'm able to say it quite the way I want to say it, but hopefully it'll <laughs> translate to someone out there. Um, it's, the difference is minute, but that little shift, it's like shifting mm -hmm. the gem to a, just a, the tiniest new facet, a new lens through which to see. You're already creating it. And if you're looking to your environment for messages of where you should go next, you're looking in the wrong place. Your environment is only going to tell you what you've already manifested. It is the past. By the time your energy shows up in the physical world, it is only a reflection or an echo or feedback from what you've already been through. And put out. And put out. It's that's literally manifestation. I always saw mm -hmm. manifestation as some amorphous thing that I was trying to get to. Sure. And I I think that's the point I want to make. You're not trying to get toward to your manifestation. You've already manifested. 
You've already done it. Exactly. But it's what are you manifesting and what kind of energy are you putting out? What are you putting it into? Right. And that's when your physical environment will tell you how, what you think you're doing, because we might not always be on target. We might think we're on target, but the environment's there to sort of, they're like the um, the bumpers that they put in the bowling lanes for kids <laughs> when you're bowling. They're the bumpers. Your environment are, is, is like the bumpers in the bowling alley to keep you on track so that you don't gutter ball. <laughs> and <laughs> when we start thinking of our environment as something that is controlling us, then we start fighting the bumpers in the gutters and we do all sorts of weird distorted things like bowling the ball across those bumpers just to see if you can get, you can break the barrier that you're trying to break through. Stop trying to break the barrier and allow it to guide you. That's what you asked for. You embarked on a journey, which means you're asking for something to occur. And as that something is occurring, if it doesn't show up in your environment the way you want it to, you then get pissed and argue with it instead of just saying, okay, if it's showing up this way for me, is it possible that my environment is telling me, I think I'm doing one thing, but I'm actually probably doing something slightly off target. And in that way, your environment suddenly becomes this amazing tool that you can use to get to where you want to go, as opposed to the thing that it's always been and always was for me, which is the thing stopping me from getting to where I want to go. And what I'm noticing recently also, well, not just recently, but I'm noticing more that validation is coming through in ways that you wouldn't expect it to come through. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get validation in, in something that's, uh, may appear that it's wrapped in something, uh, not friendly for you, but it, in actuality, it is. Um, I had my own personal experience with this yesterday, where I had, I've, I've always said that it's very difficult being a medical intuitive to intuit for yourself. It's very difficult to get the kind of validation that you are often looking for in those types of situations. And sometimes we will actually block ourselves from it. And I feel for a long time, I had kind of blocked myself from receiving the kind of validation that I needed in order to understand that a lot of the times I probably am in, intuiting for myself correctly. It's, it's just hard because it's not coming externally. And that's what we're used to receiving is that external validation. So um, I had an issue yesterday and I decided to uh, side in the favor of self-care and I did something that I normally wouldn't do. And I went immediately to urgent care and urgent care heard me and set up a series of things that led to me getting a CT scan that confirmed things that I had been intuiting for, my, for myself for a while, but could not confirm physically because I didn't have a way to do that. And so it was nice to finally get that information and go, ha <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. Now it came in a not so nice package, mm -hmm. but ultimately it was, 
actually a really good experience. I was kind of in and out of all the places that I needed to go in in a relatively short amount of time. When I went to urgent care, they were playing Hocus Pocus for me, which was awesome. Like there were all these things that lined up and I was like, yes, yes, yes. Instead of waiting for the CT scan, they fit me in and I was immediately, I was immediately able to go over and have it done. Uh, I wasn't there very long, got in, it took literally under five minutes and then I was home. Right now I had some interesting stuff happen when I got home, but it was all kind of in favor of showing me these things that you were thinking about that kept coming up for you are real. You, you didn't make the stuff up in your head. The things that you thought were going on were going on. And now you can actually deal with them knowing, oh, I, I thought correctly. Like I wasn't, I wasn't lying to myself. I wasn't being overly cautious. I wasn't being anxious for no reason. And now I feel like I have data on my side to kind of go to future doctors and say, well, here's this, this, and this that presented themselves during the scan, which I can tell you from experience that I would not, had I not done exactly what I did yesterday, I would not have been approved for that scan. Had the symptoms that came up, had they not come up in the way that they did, I would not have been approved for that scan. So things don't always show up in a way that looks like, you know, a present (laughs) wrapped and left on your doorstep. But this truly was a present wrapped and left on my doorstep. It just took me a couple hours to wrap my head around that that's what had happened. Mm -hmm. And once it did, it was like, oh, and now today I am, I'm still dealing with what happened, but I'm feeling much better. Plus I'm feeling, I'm feeling validated. You're feeling more empowered. I'm feeling more empowered. I'm, I'm feeling good about leaning into that space of self-care. And yeah, I, I, it's, it's a great feeling. I like it. Um, more of this, please. Yeah. I had a feeling the second you sent me that, um, that shot of the television with Hocus Pocus on it, I was like, oh, that's a message. Like I knew immediately the guides were like, yeah, this was supposed to happen. Uh, it happened right on the heels of us doing a trans channel session, which mm-hmm. is up on Patreon right now for free. You can go listen to it if you'd like to, um, where we connected with, a high, oh, I don't know how to say it, a elevated spiritual being, let's put it that way, whose name I got wrong at the end. Did you catch that? Oh, you, you haven't listened to it yet, but I got her name wrong at the end. I was listening no, to it. No, I haven't like, listened back to it. Why did I do that? Anyway, um, point being that when it comes on the heels of a session like that, I can't help but feel they're related. And then I get a little uh, nervy about it. I get a little salty about it because I'm like, we had her right there. If something was going to happen, why didn't you give us a heads up? Like, it feels like this could have been solved, but then all of the things that happened wouldn't have been able to happen. So, yeah. I think that even even when you're you've done all this work to be conscious and all this work to be spiritual, all this work to free yourself and release and surrender and blah blah blah, you still have this feeling first and foremost that things should work out better. 
And better is defined as well or good or um, uh, uh, enjoyably or without fear, without anxiety, without panic. You know, that's what we think of instinctively as better, but that's not always better for us. Sometimes the only way to get us to go to urgent care <laughs> and get a, a, a scan is if we're in pain and we have to, you know, yes, does it mean that we might have to spend extra money? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that we might miss work and lose the money that we would have been paid had we been there? Uh-huh. Does it mean that we will have a better quality of life down the road? Yes. Very likely it does. And guess what? If your quality of life is continuously deteriorating because you are trying to um, prevent losing the money or prevent Mm -hmm. not getting paid, then eventually you're going to end up in the same place down the road, but the consequences could be much more dire. Well, it became very clear to me yesterday that what the universe was asking me to do was to prioritize. What right. What's your priority? Right. Is your priority work or is your priority you mm-hmm. and then work? Right. My priority right now has to be me. And that's something that that is something that I have struggled with for years and years and years. And I know I'm not the only one. No. Um, you know, it's it's quite evident that that we are that we treat ourselves like sacrificial lambs a lot of the time. We will put ourselves on the chopping block over and over and over again um, because we think we're doing the right thing or we think we're doing the honorable thing or the noble thing or the correct thing or put any kind of judgment on it. Well, we're doing what want. we should. We do That's it, what yeah, it always we're doing comes what down we to. Should yeah. Do. And, w- and note, do not let it be forgotten that whatever you should be doing comes with self-sacrifice because that's the programming we were raised with. That's what sus- sure. that's the programming that they're still to this day trying to instill and uh back up in all of us. Self-sacrifice. Because that's the mm-hmm. only thing that's going to keep the current system running. And the current system isn't meant to keep running. The current system is highly broken, highly toxic, and no good for anybody. And so when we make these choices in our own lives to prioritize ourselves, and sometimes it's just a journey. It's a journey just to get there. It's a journey just Mm -hmm. to get to the point where you can see that prioritizing yourself means losing the work and losing the money. That's what it means to prioritize. Yes. So helpful. But but you don't, the, the insight, the problem for people is that the insight isn't a guarantee. They no. never and and the other problem is that a lot of people don't value insight. They value what their external environment is bringing to them, not realizing that their choices are creating what and their the, external environment the external, is bringing yeah. to them. And if we can just Absolutely. turn this thought process around, I promise you, you will be living in a different world. Your whole experience yeah. of the planet will change. Yeah, absolutely. So that was actually, you know, something that didn't start out as a very cool experience (laughs) ended as kind of a cool experience. Yeah. Even though it came with some side effects, it's there's also the portion of we're still human. We're still human. We're still working on integrating 
the spirit and the evolution of our spirit into these physical bodies that we have. And it's not an easy task to do. And the more that we're able to have those little moments where we can see things align, the better. Yeah. I just had one of those little moments. Sorry, it overwhelmed me too. This has been happening a lot lately. It's starting to make me feel a little bit cray uh, where you or anyone else can just be saying something pretty normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in my head, the guides have come through or my higher self, whatever you want to call it, God, source, whatever, doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Something comes through with a message that shows me all of a sudden this expansive, huge picture of how it all Mm -hmm. works. And I get instantly derailed, (laughs) not only from the conversation, (laughs) but from whatever thought I was preparing to say. Um, It happened at the store today. (laughs) All I had the energy to do or the power to do because so much was happening in my head. I just sort of stared blankly at the shelves and... In order to make it more fun, I just talked to them in a foreign accent. Like, literally, that was my idea of having fun at the grocery store. You know, all of a sudden, I was English and talking to lime juice. I don't know. Everybody probably thinks I'm nuts, uh, but it made it more enjoyable. My point is, is that while you were talking, they were showing me this great, this like pulled back, like this cinematic crane shot of the linear timeline. And they started out really simple by saying, the work you're doing in this lifetime is to prepare future generations for embodying fully physically in the physical 3D realm. And that will ultimately fuel the ascension. It's already happening. We already know this. Mm -hmm. We know this. But the perception, it's a bit of a mind fuck when they take you to the future and drop you in. And the future people, the work that the future people are doing to continue to heal physicality is what is enabling us in this part of the timeline to do the work that's enabling them to do the work in their part of the timeline. And it just Mm -hmm. keeps going. These are the kind of revelations that have been dropping in my lap like M&Ms. Like it's just like Reese's Pieces at this point. Like, ooh, piece of candy. You know, ooh, piece of candy. Pick it up. Here's another one. But it's not – it's not – as trivial or uh, trivial as a piece of candy, each piece of candy is like holding a universe in your sure. lap. You know what I mean? And it's such a crazy feeling. And I can understand how people would be too scared to step into that. I can absolutely yeah. understand that because it does make you wonder if maybe you're losing your mind. If I hadn't been doing this as long as I've been doing it, And I remember when I first started doing it, a conversation I was having with a friend recently actually brought this up for me. When I first started on this spiritual journey, I remember getting together with my friend every Monday. We have a Monday date. Like It does not get sacrificed unless life completely requires it. So it's a pretty standard Monday night. We would get together. This is when I was first starting on the awareness part of my spiritual journey. I was already on a spiritual journey. We're all on spiritual journey, but this is where I was becoming aware, oh shit, this is a spiritual journey. And every Monday night, without fail, at least once, if not more, I would say to her, am I crazy? Do I sound like I'm crazy? Am I losing my mind? You'll let me know if I'm losing my mind, right? (laughs) I was so concerned that I was absolutely 100% going bonkers because the reality I knew was dissolving 
and a new reality was starting to take its place that looked so unlike the reality I had known that it made me question what I had been doing my entire life. And when you start to sense that great disparity between living a life as was dictated to you by parents, by society, by government, by whatever, and you start stepping into what you realize down the road is sovereignty, like being a sovereign being, your, your own your own existence, you are your own kingdom. When you start adopting and adapting that reality, there are moments where those two seem so far apart that your mind can barely bridge that gap. Sure. Sure. I completely get that. I... I think I saw that a lot as a child, going through all the things that I went through as a kid growing up, and then again as a teenager when I kind of took those first steps really into realizing, no, I'm I'm going to have to find my own way through this, and I have help around me, and I'm going to have to start reaching out and just saying what's going on and trusting that the feedback that I'm getting currently is is coming from a place of love and support and then and that the universe is behind it and that I'm being guided in a particular way it and it's scary and I think that's this conversation that we're having right now is um one of the big reasons I think of why we are also transitioning um, <clears throat> not just as individuals, but we're transitioning the show yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the great wave so, of change has rolled over the show as well. <laughs> and, and it's a natural progression. When, when we first started the podcast, it wasn't exactly our, our first foray into podcasting, but the, the first foray in the way that it exists now in, in, in current times. And so it took us a while to figure out how we wanted to present, what we wanted to say, what was going to come up, because we really didn't know. We've been treating this the the same way since the beginning, and we'll continue to for the most part. It's the conversations that come up when we get together um, based on just what's happening in our lives, what we're seeing around us, uh, what we're seeing from other spiritual teachers how it's all kind of uh, cooperating the same general message about kind of where we're all headed. But I think in starting where we started, we had a lot of unanswered questions about, you know, well, what, how do we want to say, what do we want to say? How much do we want to put out there? You know, are we throwing too much out there? Are we throwing not enough out there? Is it too deep? Is it too basic? (laughs) (laughs) And I think the question that we've had lately is, does it really encompass everything that we want to talk about? And I think we allowed ourselves to be pigeon-held in pigeon-held? a particular thought process. Pigeon-held. 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 <laughs> pigeon-held. Um, <laughs> in, in a particular 
thought process that said, okay, there are certain things that you can't talk about or that you shouldn't talk about because it's too far out of the realm of what you've been talking about. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, the problem with that is that I'm still a human and I still have lots of different experiences and I still need to talk about all those experiences and all of those passions and drives because they make up who I am. They're all a part of me. Sure. So I think, um, I think this next transition is going to be really cool because Mm -hmm. it's going to allow us to unfold even further, not just who we are, but how we see the world, how we interact with it. Um, how we step into our humanity and what that looks like from day to day. So I'm excited for it. Very excited. And I, you know, I think just my take on what you just said, reiterating, basically, I think that when we first started this, we really had questions about what our mission was Mm -hmm. with the project to begin with. We knew that we both had very valid and valuable spiritual perspectives to share. We knew that we had, in our own personal journey, stumbled upon very pragmatic, incredibly practical ideas and uh, systems to use and advice for people who may be at a different point in their journey and in need of such advice and systems and practices. So we knew we had that to offer. And we really used that as a springboard to formulate the idea for the show. However, recently, a lot of what we did to get here in the first place is coming back to us. We started Mm -hmm. where we were at, and now it seems as though life is reintroducing a lot of our other spiritual, esoteric beliefs, talents, and skills, and it's time to infuse the podcast with those things. And in order to do that, we've decided that it's best if we transition to a new name that will allow for a whoever hasn't found us yet which is the majority of people cuz we have like three listeners um whoever <laughs> whoever hasn't found us yet will have a better idea of the slant on of the show um mm-hmm. and it will allow us to create deeper more interesting more varied content in the long run because we will no longer be working from that initial springboard that seemed to, I don't know, we hit sort of an invisible ceiling with that one. With using we niched our, ourselves into a corner. We did. We, we <laughs> niched ourselves. Using our inside voice became a niche. And it it sort of had the energy behind it was sort of controlling our, the way we were handling putting out content. And now it's time for a change. Now both of us have not only been challenged, but challenged ourselves, which kind of one in the same thing. But We've been challenged to grow, and we're finally starting to see those seeds sprout. We're finally starting to get some blossoming. And as we get that blossoming, we get more excitement. And that excitement just has led to a sense of expansion. And this is what the energy is supporting right now out on the planet in a grander manner. We are just pieces of that larger picture And we need to start emanating that light that exists on the planet right now because, you know, and I'm sure you've heard every freaking spiritual teacher that you listen to or 
run across, they've all said the same thing that we need to start. Once we embody that light, we need to start emanating that light because there's so much darkness on the planet right now. And it's easy to get swept up in the pessimism that involved, that it is involved in it. And we're not, I don't think you are, and I know I'm not swept up in any of that pessimism. There are moments where mm-hmm. I hear reports or stories or feel the overwhelm, but I have yet to experience a exhaustive, heavy spiral of sadness or grief or overwhelm that bad that it is, that it has knocked me or derailed me in any way in many, many months. It doesn't mean it won't happen in the future, of course. But what I see is, at least for the moment, we're on a trajectory of growth and improvement. And if we don't jump into that full force, we are wasting resources that are just being left, as you said earlier, as neat little packages on our doorstep. You know, Mm -hmm. and I can't go forward on a podcast where I'm ignoring resources. The the universe is literally saying to us, hey, remember that interesting shit you used to do that people like to hear you talk about? Why don't you go do some of that? (laughs) And for several months now, I've been doing it, but I've had no outlet for it. I've had no way to share it with anybody because, you know, there's only so many social media accounts you can create and content you can create for them before you spread yourself too thin and nothing comes of it anymore. You're just doing this stuff for no reason at that point other than self-fulfillment. The time for self-fulfillment is over. No, that was incredibly wrong. The time for self-fulfillment is a, it's a yes and. Yes, it's self-fulfilling. And now we're going to guide you towards what we've discovered. And we hope that you'll guide us towards what you've discovered. And we hope to create that synergy with you. We're bridging right yeah. now. Yes. Like, as as a total species, we're we're bridging right now. Humanity is bridging right now. We're bridging and then again, I think this is part of the reason for the shift in the podcast. We are bridging more and more that that spirituality with regular everyday humanity. Mm-hmm. Those things that seem mundane or that seem like just something that we do in our human lives sometimes but is it really spirituality or you know is it 10 percent woo how do we fit that in is that going to seem boring is it going to seem like out of left field it's like the universe is saying no 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 you're a complete you are already a complete being you're just in the throes of trying to figure out how exactly all of the things that you are meld together, mesh, and become elevated so that you're fully embodying both sides, which people often compartmentalize for various reasons. Um, So yeah, do I live a normal everyday human life like everybody else absolutely i you know go to the grocery store and do all the things i sit in traffic sometimes and you know get angry with people on the phone <laughs> and then i also you know i hold sound baths twice a month and i am a genealogist who also does soul work 
and I'm an intuitive and I'm a medium and I'm a trans channel. There's all of these And the things. genealogy is in no way separate from the soul work. The genealogy no. is now married to the soul work and that's what makes it a Jamie product instead of just some random person. You are Jamie and Jamie is, you know, all soul and passionate about genealogy and happens to have a gift for connecting the two. Happens to have a gift for seeing someone else's family line, the bloodline. And tracing it back, getting intuitive hits that maybe other people would not have gotten because they're not tuned in like you are, and being able mm -hmm. to see what kind of mission you're here for and what healing work is in store for you, given what has happened in your family's bloodline and their past. That's like, what? What are we even talking about at that point? That's next level. And because we both are into history and into the anthropology of humanity, seeing humanity for what it is and all of its various forms and all of the various cultures and all the various places. And because we've always been aligned with that and, and interested in those things and interested in places in history that hold particular energy and are very uh, drawn to and interested in how it shows up, where it shows up, who's attached to it, how we can interact with that energy, how we can shift that energy if it's something that needs shifting. That's something that's been coming through to us for years and years and years. Um, but it's been one of those things where, well, how do we, how do we talk about that? How do we start integrating that into the show and into what we do and you know how do how do we bring people along for the ride and i'm i'm really excited about the opportunity to finally get to do that on a level where um from a personal standpoint it feels like I am presenting my most authentic self. Right. Right. Because ultimately, courage. I think that's where we all want to be. We all want to be in a place where we are presenting our most authentic self. And it's difficult when you step outside the space that is sacred to you, that feels protective and safe to you. And you go out into the everyday world and you go, okay, well, what face does this individual need to see from me? Mm -hmm. And how much can I share of who I actually am with this person? And if I step into this building and I'm feeling this thing, do I need to shove that aside so that I can go and deal with whatever it was that I initially came here to do? Or can I incorporate that feeling into what I came here for or what I thought I came here for? <laughs> was I led here for a different purpose? Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's all, it's all part of aligning ourselves in the most holistic way that we possibly can with, with ourselves and everything around us. And through that, the ultimate goal is always going to be to create a community that wants to do the same, that has that same, desire to step outside of 
their little box they call home and just be all of the pieces of themselves all at once to everybody that they encounter and they step in with with a knowing and an understanding that it is okay to do that in any situation Mm -hmm. we're not there yet but we are growing in that direction the energies that we're stepping into currently are supporting that particular mission and the more we show up like that the more i think we'll benefit from it it's there's not i think the more i know Mm -hmm. sometimes it's even you know trying to get old vocabulary (laughs) yeah and old mindsets out Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what happened earlier there there's still times when i will catch myself speaking with the vocabulary of 10 years ago and it's like that's that's not that's not me anymore though right that's that was a me who was not as expanded as the me is now and that's not to say that the me then did anything wrong or was any smaller than the me now it's just a progression it's a natural progression you have to go through things in order to get where you are and from my perspective in my own work with ancestry our ancestry is a perfect example of that our ancestors show us all of those little steps in a very human linear way that we can understand and i think that's one of the reasons why people get so emotional and don't expect to when they start delving into their family history little things will pop out and they'll get very emotional and caught up and oh my goodness i can't believe that this individual went through all of this and then the feeling of gratitude wells up and it's like i can't believe it because if they hadn't survived that or hadn't gone through that or hadn't made those strides to make this thing work I wouldn't be here right now. And they're passing down all of that information to you. This is a wisdom that is meant for us to have. It's part of our birthright. It's part of the reason why we're here is to take all of that wisdom and bring it forward, pull it forward into the present time, connect with it in a way to where we understand that these aren't people that are separate from us. This is an energy that has always been with us. And now we're just pulling it forward and we're consolidating it in to the right now, into the now. And newsflash, I mean, if you think about it in terms of past lives and past life regression, you were some of those people that you're finding mm-hmm. in your family tree, if not many of those people. In a way, you were all, all of, of those, those people. people. Yeah, in a way, you were all <laughs> of those people. But we're, we're talking on, on various levels of understanding here, on various levels of consciousness in various dimensions. You know, we all came from the same source, so we are everyone. You are me, I am you, yes, throughout time. However, just from maybe a slightly higher perspective, let's say you, this part of your soul, there's a percentage of this part of Jamie or Heather or whoever you may be that is the greatest percentage that was also involved in multiple other lifetimes in your bloodline. Let's use that as the definition, right? A controlling percentage of who you are in this lifetime was also a controlling percentage in other lifetimes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So looking at it through that lens, if you came here multiple times to set yourself up, to set a history for yourself up that you could then materially go back and discover at a later date 
like a history book, <laughs> then it must have been a pretty important mission, whatever, whether it was a life full of, as Dolores Cannon would say, digging potatoes, or it was a life of building castles, or it was a life of warmongering, or whatever the life may have been. Or it was both. Absolutely. Whatever the life may have been, it obviously was an important step and an important component in the mission that you came here to do now. They can't be separated. You can't cherry pick. Everything is related. Everything is unified. The only thing that's not unified is our understanding of unification and its role in our lives. So as we start to expand and we start to you know, tap into those moments, those little things, as you said, when I'm helping someone prepare for a session, the first thing I say is tap into those random little moments as you were growing up and getting older, where something struck you as poignant, even though it didn't seem like a big deal. No one else seemed to think it was Mm -hmm. a big deal at the time. It didn't seem that out of the ordinary, but it brought with it a feeling of what the fuck? What did I just do? Is anyone else seeing this? Like, does this feel weird to someone? Did that actually happen? Those are the kinds of things that I want you to take into your regressions as prompts, because those are the Mm -hmm. kinds of things that were messages from your higher self slash spirit slash source slash past selves slash future selves that you were not aware enough or conscious enough to glom onto in any other way, but to put a pin in it for later for when you would become evolved enough and seek out a past life regression or a constant meditation practice or an amazing sound bath to trigger your further understanding and unraveling of what that pin was there for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same thing, you know, not only when we're thinking about aligning with people, but when we're aligning with places, when we encounter a place and the energy hits us in a particular way, that, that energy is, we're, we're converging with a frequency that is not only familiar, but that somehow at that moment on our same level, and it's triggering something for a reason. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to talk more about those types of experiences and how we connect and how you can connect and how you can open yourself up and how you can uh, also bring some discernment into that and help shape what your boundaries are going to be around that type of work. It's a constant work. It's never a one and done. It's, it's never a, I have this particular practice and that's going to be with me for all time. It may be with you for all time, but there might be additional changes. There might be things added. There might be things that are taken away. It's constant. And I know that we really want to help ourselves, help each other to figure out what those things are and to speak up when those things come into play and when we notice things shifting or in need of shift, um, it's really, it's really what we're here for is to help each other get through this because it's not easy. No, no, it's very much not easy, but it gets easier when you start to have conversations like these. Mm -hmm. It gets easier when you start, you know what I noticed recently? um, I used to have, a question about 
whether I was doing myself a disservice because so many of the people that I'm surrounded by seem to be almost addicted to the news and I'm not interested at all, maybe mildly in passing if I see a headline where I'm like, wait, what? I'll go look into it. But for the most part, I, I stay um, rather news free unless it's something that I can directly go out and affect. It really has nothing to do with me because I'm doing my part to the best of my ability. And my part consists of who am I in this moment? What does she want and need? My part consists of prioritizing myself because when I start putting out the energy of prioritizing myself, that taps me into the energy of evolution and growth. It taps me into the energy of curiosity and experimentation. It taps me into the energy of adventure. And those are all wants that can be seeded and anchored on the planet that will counteract all of the pessimism and the nihilism and the hopelessness. That's how you do your part. Your part isn't going to come from entering a voting booth unless you think that that's important. If you think that's important, then go you because now you've put the energy of importance behind it. And so whatever your belief system is that you're going in with, that's your ritual. The voting is just a ritual. It's all magic ritual. <laughs> everything you interact, every way you interact with life, everything you do in life, brushing your teeth is a magic ritual that connects you with tooth health. You know, well, self-care self in general. Yeah, self-care. Any little minute thing that you do in your best interest or what you perceive as your best interest, mm -hmm. for the most part. Because sometimes we do do things that we perceive as in our best interest that really are not. But that's usually having to do with the boundary that we uh, or some not distortion. Explored. Yeah, it, well, or some, some distortion. It's some of unhealed it. aspect is trying to keep us safe. But when we're doing something that's nurturing ourselves, that's helping to take care of our physical well-being, that that is a part that is a ritual for self-care, and we should always you know, stop and appreciate those little things. Take, take the time every once in a while just to pause, pause, breathe, be still for a moment, and just kind of take in what's around you and what you're able to partake in at this moment. I, I actually wrote a post about that this morning, and it was really a reminder to myself it's like, just be still for a minute. What do you hear? What do you feel? Are you taking a moment to just breathe? Um, you know, things, things are so busy and hurried all the time that we often forget to take those moments. And I think the more of that that we're able to do, that is helping to expand that awareness that brings us where we are right now. If we hadn't taken some of those moments at some point, we would be too busy in our minds to have even noticed when the universe was saying to us, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you switch things up a little bit and explored something new and decided to take a risk and shift the name of your podcast? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not only shift the name of your podcast, but we're actually also going to be trying out a new host. Yeah. For the show and um well we a new way of recording a new way of recording a new platform a new name same show 
just expanded, just better. And for those of you wondering, because we've said it 8 million times by now, but we've failed to give the name, the new name will be Soul Archaeology. That will be what we are calling ourselves. And the only thing that's going to change for you guys is the name. Everything else is going to be yeah. pretty much the same. You're already finding us, uh, all three of you are finding us on your, <laughs> your chosen platforms for listening and our different hosting sites not going to matter unless you listen directly from there. So um, we will be giving plenty of, of heads up on social media. We will be informing you as we go along. But in the next two weeks, we plan to switch over a lot of our things, including the show name. Yeah. So things may look a little bit different. Things may show up a little bit different wherever you are getting the podcast from. You will probably get embedded links that look a little different, but everything is geared towards making it easier for you to see us, connect with us, know uh, what the episodes are about, any research we've done, any back information. It's going to make all of those things easier. Um. You know, we've also talked about opening the show to guests as well. And so that's something else that we'll be able to offer and people will be able to book through our host. So, you know, there's a lot of new things on the horizon. There are a lot of things that we'll be able to um, go out and make possible in the future. So this is all a shift and a move to be able to offer just a a more expanded version of, of what we have been mm -hmm. and yeah and i'm totally excited for it very excited it's going to be a lot of work but it's going to be a lot of fun too yeah it's you know anytime you step into anything like this for those of you who may have podcasts yourself or are stepping into that You'll know how much work it is. It's totally a labor of love for both of us. It's something that we feel not only that we want to do, but it's it's truly is that soul calling to continue to put this out um, and just get it in front of as many people as we can because we know we're not the only ones mm -hmm. thinking and experiencing and feeling <laughs> what we are. <laughs> So we invite you to come along with us, join the journey. For those of you who have been listening to us, we appreciate you so much. And we hope that you will stick with us in this shift and just know that more cool things will be on the way. Let's do this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We've done the thing. We've done the thing. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go and we will see you next time as soul, soul archaeology. Archaeology. <laughs> see you next time.